The Penguins look to bounce back fresh off the All-Star break after losing on Saturday 4-6-4 to the San Jose Sharks. This past Saturday before the All-Star break. Meanwhile, Nathan McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche look to continue where they left off fresh off the break as they are coming off a victory that same night of 4-2 over the St. Louis Blues. Enough chit-chat. We're about to get on to the post-game show of the podcast, Penguins Post-Game. I am your host, Scott McGregor. Welcome, Avalanche fans. Welcome, Penguins fans, before we continue, and after this short break, we will get going. But before we get going, because it's a home game, you know who your attention's going to be on. So let's get it. Here is the radio voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mr. Josh Getzoff is bringing us in to get us going for the game. By the way, I will be tuning into the game. And then after our quick commercial break and introduction, we begin the show. So without any further ado, here is... Josh gets off radio voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is a great opportunity for us to hit the reset button. You know, we still have control of our own destiny. I think guys are excited about the opportunity that's in front of us. We mentioned that star power tonight. Crosby and McKinnon. Both these guys come from the same town, Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia. Tonight, the Battle of Cole Harbor is back. A marquee matchup featuring two of the NHL's greatest. time this season, these two lethal top lines meet, refueled, and refocused on the high stakes of hockey that lie ahead. Two-point party on Fifth Avenue! The second half of the season is underway. Buckle up! It's the Penguins versus the Avalanche. Coming up next! And as we speak, that game is going on right now they are about to drop the puck so be sure to join me after this commercial break for some news and of course the recap and things of that nature all when we continue on penguins post game it's penguins post game and it comes your way right after this short break Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa. 
where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. Pittsburgh Penguins are recapped here on the Sports for Beginners podcast. And now, we welcome you in to Penguins Postgame with your host, Scott McGregor. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has just left the building. Let's get you back into the studio now with Scott to take us in to Penguins Postgame. Welcome to Sports for Beginners, this podcast, Penguins postgame, everybody. It is the Penguins and the Avalanche. Woo, boy, that, woo, boy, that was a good one. But how about Casey DeSmith and his opponent in the Avalanche goaltender, Pavel Francoz? Yeah, how about Pavel Francos? And of course, and of course, Casey DeSmith, as I said. How about these two men? The first battle this season between the Avalanche and the Pens. I mean, I think I just need to share the screen here and get right into it. But before I do... But before I do, a couple of quick house, uh, housekeeping numbers that you should know. If you were listening to All Over the Map or are listening to it as we record this podcast, you may have heard that I had some breaking news for you. Well, here it is. Well, so you know that I do post-game coverage, right? And you know that I've done a post-game show, sorry, pre-game show, maybe once or twice if I've done it. Well, next season, we will be doing a couple of pre-game shows, not just for the Pens, but for other teams as well in the National Hockey League. That all being said, There'll be some more details to come in a little bit, but this means that during every Penguins home game, if we're doing Penguins post game, you won't just hear Josh Getzoff 
when we're about to recap the game. But you'll also get him when we're about to get you ready for the game. Whenever the Penguins play. This may take effect in the next couple of games that we record before we record the post-game show. All right, more on the post-game show and where it's going to go from here in a moment and probably after the middle segment, which, by the way, will be the shake of the game, game, pucks of the game. And we are going to hear from both head coaches of the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Colorado Avalanche. In the final segment, we are going to hear from a couple of players. Look ahead to what's coming up as we begin the second half of the NHL season, the 2022-2023 NHL season, which, as we all know, kicked off in 2022 by the end of 2022, actually. And with that all being said, with the all-star break behind us, it's about time for us to get into the meat and potatoes of what went down. And you know what? <laughs> let's just, let's just get, Let's just get it out of the way. Let's just get it out of the way. So we're going to open up the segment here with the three stars to kick us off. So after this quick introduction, we'll bring you the three stars of a Penguins 2-1 to win in overtime at PPG Paints Arena, and then we'll get right into the meat and potatoes of the game summary as the Penguins win game one of two meetings between the Avalanche and the Penguins. All right. After this quick drop, we will bring you the three stars. It's time for the three stars of tonight's contest. Once again, back to the Sports for Beginners studio with your host, Scott McGregor. That's me. Welcome back into the studio here. Welcome to all of you listening. If you were listening on all over the map or on sport or, or are listening right now and have actually been listening to our coverage, whether it's the Pens, whether it's the Leafs, whether it's whatever team you like, Whatever team you like, we've got it for you on this podcast. The Penguins win 2-1 to one in overtime. And one of the men on the three stars that we're going to get to gets that GWG. Who's it, who's it going to be? Well, let's dive into the three stars. So your first star on the night. From the Pittsburgh Penguins, with, with a total ice time 
of 27 minutes and 21 seconds. 27 minutes and 21 seconds. He was plus two. No assists in this game, but he got the one goal, the game winner. Give it up, Pittsburgh fans, for number 58. Christopher Lutang. Christopher Lutang. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Your second star, also from the Penguins, with a save percentage of .976. One goal allowed and 41 saves. 41 saves. Number one. K.C.D. Smith. And your third star from your Colorado Avalanche. From your Colorado Avalanche. With a, with a, with a total ice time of 26 minutes and 3 seconds. 26 minutes and 3 seconds. No plus minus. No assist. But one goal. Give it up, Avalanche fans, for number 29, Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. All right. The game starts coming up in our opening segment. But. First, this game, well, actually, before we get to this game, let's get down to the scoring summary. And, well, nothing happened in the first period in terms of penalties or goals. So let's skip over to the second period. 10-21 into the second period. Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. 14th goal of the season for him. At 10:21, when the Penguins took a penalty after getting a power play on their on their so on their power play specifically speaking, we had a penalty taken by a man you're gonna hear about. You're gonna hear our one of our segments on the show inspired by in a in a minute but anyways Bowen Byram fourth assist of the season for him Sam Samuel Garnet 13th assist of the season for him at 10:21 Nathan McKinnon 14th goal of the season to the third period 16 where it is Avalanche one, Penguins nothing after 40 minutes. At 16:22, third period. This one was a bit of an interesting goal. Ryan Rust does indeed though get credit for this goal, so that will be his 12th his 12th goal of the season at 16:22. Evgeny Malkin, Gino Machino, 32nd assist for Gino. 
32nd assist of the season for him. That's his 32. That's his 32nd assist of the season for G, for Evgeny Malkin. Jason Zucker, 18th assist of the season for Zucker. At 16:22, in the third period, that forces overtime. And despite the opportunities that were given on the power play, which we're going to get to in a moment, at 3.36 to go in the game, knowing that you've got a point and Colorado has a point, but you want to get the extra point, the trio of 87, 71, and 58 connect for Christopher Letang's fifth goal of the season, Sidney Crosby, your captain of the Penguins, 37th assist of the season for him, and Malkin gets his 33rd assist of the season on Letang's goal at 3.36 to go in overtime, and that would be game, set, match, Pittsburgh, all right, before we get down to everything else, including our referees, linesmen, and attendants, we've got the penalty summary to get to. And we're going to start in the second period because, like the first period, in, in terms of scoring, nothing happened. No penalties. Pretty clean. First period for both teams, even though they didn't score in the first period. Mind you, Mind you, fans, if they scored in the first period, I think things would have been a lot different. Achiri Lincoln goes for slashing at two minutes. For slashing is the call at 9-11. Nine minutes and 11 seconds into the second period. Jake Gensel going at 10-09, so a couple minutes later. 10-09. He goes for hooking. Jake, Gen Jake Gensel, two minutes for hooking at 10.09. The Penguins are, have a little bit of an abbreviate power play because Gensel takes the penalty. 14.05, the Penguins see the Penguins see Sidney Crosby, 14.05. He goes for tripping. Two minutes for tripping. At 14.05. And by the way, when Gensel took that penalty, that's when Nathan scored. That is when Nathan McKinnon scored. And it, I mean, it just pays to know that you take a penalty and you're gonna and you're gonna pay for it. You take a penalty and you might and you might pay for it. That was the case for the the, that was the case for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but the penalty kill steps it up a little bit. No power play goals for either team. But anyways, Crosby at 14.05 goes for tripping. Two minutes. Brian Rust, the only penalty in the third period at 9.45. He goes two minutes for hooking. And then Evgeny Malkin. Ugh. Ugh. Malkin takes a penalty. But... But give credit to the penalty kill. Give credit to this penalty kill for the Penguin 
a minute 21 was the penalty in overtime for Evgeny Malkin, two minutes for tripping the call. But my God, my goodness, my goodness, I should say, not my God, my goodness. The power, the penalty kill, I think this was just the battle of the penalty kills. So with that said, before we get to the game stats to wrap up the opening segment here, this game has officially finaled in front of 18,096 18,096 fans in attendance and your linesmen were and your linesmen were were the men I have on my screen here Derek Net Derek Nansen and Jesse McCreese Gore Dewar Gore Warrior and Carter Sandown and Carter Sandanlik were your referees for this game. Again, the attendance was 18,096 fans in attendance, 18,096 fans in attendance at PPG Paints Arena, the site in Pittsburgh, PA, for game one of two in the season series between the Avalanche and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Game two goes. From Colorado. Game two goes from Colorado at 8 p.m. on March 22nd. Stay tuned for updates on that if we are going to bring you a post-game show. The head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, who we who we are who we are going to hear from, is Jared Ben is Jared Benar. And you, and of course, you know, Mike Sullivan is the head coach of your Pittsburgh Penguins. To the game stats. Oh boy. 42 shots on goal for the Avalanche. It's, it sure seemed like 75. It sure seemed like, uh, it sure seemed like quite a bit. 38 shots on goal for the Penguins. 38 hits for the Penguins. 21 hits for the Avalanche. The Avalanche won 27 faceoffs. Pittsburgh won 26. Pittsburgh spends eight minutes, eight minutes in the penalty box. They gave the puck away 12 times. They gave the puck, the puck away 12 times. They took the puck away 14 times and they blocked 15 of 42 avalanche shots. Meanwhile, they did not connect on the power play. They were 0 for 1. Avalanche did not connect on the power play. They were 0 for 4. They spent two minutes in the box. They gave the puck away two times. They took it away four times. And they blocked 24 of 38 Penguin shots. Oh, boy. I mean, this was a wild one. Speaking of wild ones, we have two games on tap tomorrow. 
But let's look at some of the games. Final, regardless of the Ducks game, which, by the way, is going on right now. And through 20 and through 40 minutes, they are tied at two apiece. The Seattle Kraken get shut out in Long Island 4-0. Bo Horvat, the new the former New York, the former Vancouver Canuck gets his first goal of the season. It looks like this one is over in Detroit. The 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 yes it yes it is over in Detroit. It is over. The Oilers win three five to two in that game. The Vegas Golden Knights leading four to one over the Nashville Predators in the third period. Final in overtime. The Sharks defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning four to three. And again, as I mentioned, the Kraken lose uh lose it to the Islanders four zero. Four zero is the final score. Dallas taking on Minnesota at 8.30 tomorrow. Catch that game tomorrow. Prior to probably this release. And the Vancouver Canucks see Mika Sabanajad at 8 p.m. And the New York Rangers at 8 p.m. All right. Game stats out of the way. Three stars out of the way. The... The scoring summary, penalty summary, it's all out of the way. The one thing that we're going to do right now, minus a dominant goalie performance of the game, which we will do on our next Penguins post game that we do, which, which, which you'll get more information about that in the final segment. I mean, one of the reasons I'm not doing it this one is because I, I feel like they both deserve it. So, as we wrap up here on the opening segment of Penguins and Avs on Penguins postgame, the winning goaltender once again is KCD Smith. KCD Smith. He is 8, 10, and 4 on the season now. Pavel Francours is 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one on the year with the loss. And with that, coming up, as we bring you back in here to the studio here, that was on our shared screen, but coming up, as we bring you back in a moment, as we bring you back in a moment, we've got Mike Sullivan, Jared but we have Mike Sullivan, 
and Jared Bernard Bedern. Jared Bernard. I apologize if I pronounce the name wrong, the last name of the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. But we've got him, we've got Sullivan, head coach of the Penguins. And we've got some players that we're going to hear from, if we can get them. All coming up in the middle segment and the final segment. In the middle segment, coming up when we continue, if we hear from at least one of the coaches before, we've got the shake of the game. We've got game pucks of the game. And a little later in the final segment, we are going to look ahead. We are going to look ahead to what is coming up for the Penguins and what is on the horizon. for the Colorado Avalanche. So what is in, what is on the horizon for them? Well, let's well let's stay tuned to find out. We've got post game coming for you soon. So make sure that you keep it locked here for Penguins post game, because we'll be right back. And when we get back, we'll get Mike Sullivan. We'll get Jared Benier. We'll get Jared Benier. Hopefully a pronounce the name right, Jared. If I don't, I sincerely apologize. And we will hear from some of the Avalanche players. We will hear from Pittsburgh players as well. All of it Plus the look ahead still to come when we continue on Penguins postgame. Stay right to your seats because we're back in a couple of minutes. Hey, hockey fans. With the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you so whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck or driving to the school to learn something new in life make on the ice and behind the benches a part of your daily routine on tuesdays and join me as your host 
on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's worst enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive, fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the ice and behind the benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan, are ready to join me on this journey as well. That's On the Ice and Behind the Benches with your host, Thomas McGregor, myself, every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload, you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. Should there be any delays to its launch, that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join have you join me on this journey so don't miss it and remember on this podcast nobody gets icing okay I thought Colorado had the better of the play the first two periods certainly but does it say something for your team's resiliency maybe the way they kind of stuck around in this game and found a way to kind of turn the tables a little bit in the third I think it does. I mean, obviously, we didn't have the start we wanted. Uh, I thought Colorado was the better team in the first half of the game, for sure. Um, you know, Case made some big saves, held us in there. I thought as the game went on, we got better. Our third period was our best by far. And I just like the stick to itiveness, you know, just kind of staying with it, you know, knowing that, it, you know, it, it wasn't uh, – it wasn't the cleanest game from an execution standpoint in the first part of the game. Um, we didn't have the puck a whole lot. Uh, give Colorado credit. They're, they're a talented team. But I, but I just like the fact that, you know, we were able to elevate our game. And I thought we got some momentum in the third period in particular. And, uh, you know, the penalty kill in overtime was huge. Case made a couple of big stops, but those guys did a real good job in front of them. That gave us the opportunity to get the extra point. Like expanding on your point about execution, your key points that you gave your players coming out of the all-star break, where did they hit the right notes in terms of improvements and where did they still need to do that the next game? Well, I just think, you know, we, we've, we talked to them about, 
you know, about hitting the reset button, you know, from a mindset standpoint, uh, getting excited about the, the opportunities that we have in front of us and the challenges we have in front of us. Our most meaningful hockey is in front of us, and uh, and we got to get excited about it. It's also going to be our hardest hockey. And, um, you know, I, I we talked a lot tonight going into a game when you haven't played in a while, just about simplicity, uh, trying to play a straight-ahead game, take some of the thinking out of it, get your legs going. Um, and as I said, I thought we got better as the game went on. Um, certainly not the cleanest uh, execution in the first part of the game by any stretch. You know, I know our team is capable of being better, uh, but our guys found a way. We, uh, you know, I thought we grabbed a hold of it in the third period in particular, and uh, and and I think that's something to build on. It's a character win. I think that's something to build on. Um, but also, we understand we've got to get better in certain areas, and we'll do that. Uh, what kind of difference did Zucker's style and edge make again tonight? Boy, that's becoming a pretty regular occurrence, isn't it? Yeah, it is. He's a, he's an important player for us, Zuck. You know, he's having a great year. I think this is the best year he's had as a Penguin. You know, he's, it's also the healthiest he's been. And uh, and just having having the type of player like Zuck in the lineup with his speed, uh, with his tenacity, uh, I, I think, you know, I, I think he makes a lot happen. I think he has some chemistry with Gino, and that that's something that um, you know that we've watched here for a while. They're, they've been together all year long for for the most part. Um, but he just plays that straight ahead game. He plays the game with an edge. Uh, he's physical. Um, he goes to the net. He's good in the he's good in the battle areas, and and I think that's that's an important aspect. But I think his speed is more noticeable this year than than it's ever been. He's takes pucks wide he he gets in on the four check he's physical he plays with, with an, an element of reckless abandon and that's when he's at his best mike you mentioned the penalty kill can i ask you to expand on that in the overtime period there um there was a stoppage over to a timeout you know any extra instructions or anything like that as far as how they executed that two minutes that's a tough power play obviously yeah sure is uh you know mike mike Felucci grabbed them he's responsible for our pk and uh made them aware of, of what they were, you know, what they were potentially up against. Um, you know, that's something that's part of the pre-scout before the game starts, but just reminders on, on what they might be looking for and, um, you know, their positions and where the sticks are and where the threats might be and, uh, and some of our game plan going into it. A lot of it is just reminders for those guys. They've already seen it once, you know, once or twice. So, um, you know, I thought Mike did a great job preparing him, and the guys did a terrific job executing. Mike, you talked a lot about the dirty areas. That's your turn. Uh, and having players go there and having it be in a part of your game. Was that part of what led to this comeback, and even on the overtime goal? Yeah, for sure it is. You know, you, you look at both goals that were scored, um, you know, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of mayhem. And, and I just think it's part of the evolution of the game, and you know it, it's hard to it's hard to score goals from the perimeter. I, I think so many goals are scored in this league by just getting inside the dots, going to the net, getting to the blue paint, making the goaltender sight lines difficult, so we can't control rebounds, and then then having numbers around that area to try to take advantage. But um, you know, certain guys are better at it than others. When it, it's hard to score goals in this league if you don't get inside. And, and so um, both of those goals were perfect examples. You know, both 
everybody for the most part that was on the ice was inside on those. And that's just an important aspect of scoring goals in today's game. But you talk to us a lot in here about when the puck's not going in, just get it to the net, break the defense down, and then get the next play. Uh, was that the approach in the latter half of the third period? And if so, why tonight? Well, we, we talk our, with our guys a lot about simplifying the game. And, and you know, in, in my mind, nothing breaks coverage down better than a shot on goal. It forces decision-making. And, you know, if there's any hesitation or if there's duplication of uh, a job, <laughs> opportunity presents itself. So, you know, I think part of our DNA as a group is we're always looking for a better play sometimes. And, and the, the, I think the playmaking aspect of, of some of our uh, some of our higher end players they're they're very selective and you know we're trying to encourage them to um to maybe adopt a modified game and you know every once in a while it's not a bad idea to put a puck in the net and and then create off of it you know and, and so we talk about that with our power play for example so as talented as these guys are there's always that fine line because we don't want to overcoach that and get in the way of their instincts because that's what makes them what they are. And as good as they are, they're elite players. But we're trying to encourage them to, to simplify the game in certain situations and and uh, and put more pucks in play, so to speak. And a lot of times, if you don't score on that first one, you're creating a next play opportunity. And and that's when, when I think our guys do their best work. Uh, Coach Tanger has two OT winners now since coming back. Just what is it like to see him come back, get rewarded in that way, and make that sort of impact that we all know we can have? Well, we're it's it's great for him. It's great for our team. Uh, you know, I know it's it's well chronicled. Tanger's had he's had a tough first half. You know, in so many different ways. That's Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're going to get back to him in just a little bit. But coming up, we are going to hear from Jeff, sorry, Jared Bedier. Jared Bedier. We are going to hear from him, the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. And we are going, Colorado Avalanche. And we are going to hear, we don't, unfortunately, we don't have. Any post game from players for the Colorado Avalanche? <clears throat> Unfortunately, but that's okay. Because in the final segment, we will hear from Penguins players, and we have a few of them on tap this segment we are going to do the shake of the game which is always a great segment that i like to do and we are doing game pucks of the game game pucks of the game All right, you're going to see my face in a, in a few minutes, but let's finish off here with Mike Sullivan. So I'll send it back over to Mike. 
and my name is Scott McGregor, and I am your host of Penguins Post Game. Um, so when he scores goals like that, uh, you know, it's I know it makes him feel good. It makes our whole team feel good, um, and so we're we're certainly thrilled for him for a lot of reasons. Um, He's just so important to our team. He plays so many minutes. You know, we rely on him in so many situations on both sides of the puck. So when when he's able to get rewarded by scoring a huge goal like that, and he's done that a couple of times in overtime now, it's just a great feeling, and we're, we're thrilled for him. Uh, Mike, looked like you got some pretty good goaltending tonight as well. How important is that for, for Casey DeSmith? And as a coach and a team, do you guys say anything to a goalie who seems to be in the zone like that? Well, we certainly complimented him after the game, that's for sure. During the game, we leave him alone and just let him do his thing. Um, you know, Case is a real capable goaltender, and um, you know, I, he gave us an opportunity to get points tonight. Uh, he held us in there early in the game when we were getting outplayed. Uh, he made some big saves for us. You know, when you when you watch the nature of how games are played in this league, in, in my mind, it's it's so much about momentum. And when you don't have it, a lot of times it's a big save or a key save at a key time that that helps teams, you know, find their legs or find their game, so to speak. And and I think that's that's what great goaltending provides for teams. And it, it, and a lot of times it's those big saves that give teams an opportunity to win. And uh, Case certainly did that for us tonight. He definitely did. He definitely did. All right. The head coach of your Colorado Avalanche is up next. But before we get to him, as I bring my screen on and I bring you a shared screen, we are going to do the shake of the game. The shake of the game. And we are going to do, and we are going to do the game pucks of the game following our listening to what Jared Benny Benier, Jared Benier, 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 yeah, Jared Benier, the head coach of the Avalanche, had to say. First, a quick drop, then the shake of the game, then head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. So let's get this quick drop out of the way. And then after the shake of the game, we will send it over to the coach of the Colorado Avalanche. Players for the Penguins and the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche are coming up next, but first, and actually the players from the Penguins are coming up in our final segment. But first, 
Game Pucks of the Game, head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. And then Game Pucks of the Game, Game Pucks of the Game, all of that in our in our middle segment and when we return in uh, after our final break of the day we are going to give you we are going to give you yes we are going to give you the look ahead news on or a little bit more news on things i touched on earlier in the opening of the show and we're going to touch on, or, and we're going to hear from Penguins players that are available. This just in, the players available to hear from. <clears throat> For the Pittsburgh Penguins are Christopher Latang and Brian Rust, the Rusty Razor. Rust and Latang on the way right after the head coach and after game pucks of the game. But before we get to that, it's time for our quick drop and the shake of the game to take flight. The shake of the game is inspired by number 59 of your Pittsburgh Penguins, Jake Gensel and his Milkshake Factory ad. Remember, Pittsburgh Penguins fans, whenever Jake scores, despite the outcome of the hockey game, you receive half of Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory at your local Pittsburgh Penguins at Milkshake Factory dealers the day after the game. Just mention this offer at checkout. And keep your eyes on the puck during every Penguins game. Because when Jake scores, next day, you receive half off Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory. Now, back to the Sports for Beginners podcast studio. Here is your host. Scott McGregor. That's me, and welcome back into the studio here, Avalanche fans. Welcome back into the studio, Penguins fans. Still a lot to get to, but let's get right down into it. This is the shake of the game. All games since we did our opening segment are now final. And again, as I mentioned, we have games coming up tonight. There are two games, Vancouver taking on the Rangers. So the Vancouver Canucks visit the New York Rangers for an 8 o'clock puck drop in the Big Apple. And in Dallas, Minnesota takes on the Dallas Stars at 8.30. So 30 minutes after 8 o'clock. Minnesota and Dallas will do it in Dallas. We'll, we'll take the ice in Dallas. 
three two the ducks the ducks are winners over the over the blackhawks in overtime the vegas golden knights take down the nashville predators five to one five to the final in detroit in favor of edmonton in our in our game the final two to one in favor of the penguins the tampa bay lightning are are lose to this lose to the san jose sharks four to three and of course, the Islanders shut out the Kraken, the Seattle Kraken, <clears throat> by a final score of four to zero. All right, that's that's some of the news there. A quick reminder, though, that a quick reminder, though, that the. Penguins and Avalanche will meet again at eight o'clock on March 22nd for the finale of this two of this two game homestand. And that will happen in Colorado. So Will we see a more competitive game than we did than we did last night as we record the final two segments here on this Wednesday, February the 8th, 2023? Will we see another will we see a competitive game? We're just gonna have to wait till March 22nd to find out. All right. Enough of that. Time now to give out our shake of the game. So I'm going to get, we're going to start with the avalanche. And the recipient of the game for the avalanche, in my opinion, uh, well, I'm not going to say in my opinion because I'm entitled to my own opinion, but I, I'm going to give it to Nathan McKinnon. Eight shots on goal, no assists, no plus minus, one goal, no penalty minutes, one hit for Nathan McKinnon. Three blocks, 26 minutes and three seconds on the ice. No giveaways and no takeaways. Nathan played really good. Now, I understand Kale McCarr was not too happy with the Jeff Carter uh, collision that happened, which was ruled. Which was ruled. incidental incidental that was ruled incidental i mean i don't know i mean we could look at it but um but i was tuning into the game on the radio the the x 1059 the x 
So I couldn't really see what was going on, but I was getting the play-by-play by Josh Getzoff and Phil Borg, the old two-niner. You guys do a great job. Um, covering the pens. So for that reason, I'm going to give another, I'm going to give another shake of the game out to Kale McCarr just to up, just to bring his mood up a little bit. No goals, no assists, minus two, two shots on goal, no penalty minutes, one hit, one block. 24 minutes and 21 seconds on the ice. No giveaways, but two takeaways. A reminder that Kale had to leave the game because of the hit from Jeff Carter. But he did return kale mccarr did return to the game for the pittsburgh penguins i mean i mean i could give it to a goal scorer like christopher letang who scored the game winner two plus two one goal no assist Five shots on goal, no penalty minutes, seven hits, two blocks, 27-21, one giveaway and two two takeaways for Christopher Latang. But I'm going to give it to Jake Gensel. Ten shots for Jake. No goals, no assists, no plus minus. I'm just going to give a shake of the game out to Jake Gensel because even though he didn't score and he didn't have any assists or or any plus minus, you were still playing like it was the second half of the season, which it is, and you were ready to rumble. Ten, ten shots on goal for Jake Gensel. Two penalty minutes, one hit, two blocks, no takeaways, two, sorry, two takeaways, no giveaways, excuse me. Two blocks, one hit on the ice for 20 minutes and 26 seconds. Jake Ensel, your recipient of the pit of the Pittsburgh Penguins for the shake of the game. And of course, I get I just did a little bit to ease the mood for to ease the mood up for for the Colorado Avalanche's Kale McCarr. So Kale McCarr and of course Nathan McKinnon are your recipients for the shake of the game. Darren Helm, Andreas England out for the Avalanche. They did not play. And out for the Penguins, 
Drew O'Connor, Danton Danton Heinen, and Mark Freeman. Danton Heinen, Mark Friedman, and Drew O'Connor did not play in this game for the Penguins. All right, bringing my shared screen out for the moment, and I'm going to be with you after this quick word from Jared Bedinger. So here is your head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, Jared, over to you. Just kind of said it that you guys play the way you did tonight. It feels like you're actually going to win a lot of games. But what happened at the end of this one that kind of changed things for the results? Well, yeah, I, li I like their game tonight. I thought we checked hard. We were dangerous on the offensive side of it. Um, I thought their goalie had a really good night and or we didn't shoot the puck well. Like I felt like we missed that on a few opportunities, especially in overtime. Um, you know, even on their push in the third period, we did a nice job defending, but Frankie kind of misplayed that one coming to the net as they got inside ice on us. And then they throw it to the net front and got rewarded for it. And you know, difference in the hockey game at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, we didn't capitalize on the power play in, in, in overtime, and not for lack of chances either. I thought we had some good looks, especially Nate from the top, but um, they got caught out their tires, didn't change on time, and then uh, next thing you know, it's in the back of our head. But all in all, I thought was really happy with the effort and, um, you know, the 200-foot commitment to our game. So take the point, move on. Did you get a view of the... The Carter play either on yep. over your butt. Skated right through his head. That's what I saw. Did the ref give any explanation? No, I didn't even talk to the ref. When there's no immediate whistle on a play like that, does that add concern when it's a head injury for a guy? I don't know. I, I, I mean, when he goes down, I don't know if he saw it, but I, I could tell you if they, see, if they saw it, you know, so, you know. Well, keep playing. Go keep playing. Well, Byron back in tonight, it seems like his presence really did a lot for the D, especially exiting the zone. Just what did you like about his game? I thought, I thought he was good. I mean, I actually, when, when you take out, take the time that he's missed out, out of our lineup into it, I thought he was exceptional. I mean, in all areas of the game. What were your impressions of the overtime you had there, uh, uh, the power play in overtime that you guys had? Yeah, I thought it was good. I've already answered him. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, we shot the puck. We had some good looks. We had the post. Some good opportunities to, to win the hockey game. Nieto was involved in a few two on ones. Dismiss, I think, made good saves on both of them, but just what's he bringing to the bottom Well, he's got lots of jump. I mean, he pushes the pace up the, up the ice. He saw the speed that he has to be able to create. He's a responsible checker. He kind of does a little bit of everything. He does. He does. He does do a lot of everything. And you heard Jared talk about. The hit that I was mentioning. And I'm going to check out the highlights myself after we get out of here because I want to see for myself, uh, even if they show it. I'm not sure if they will, but um, I kind of want to see this for myself because I'm not so sure I agree with the call, but I'll take it. Uh, the, the Penguin. The Penguins 
score a goal after things went down with Kale McCarr and with Kale McCarr and of course uh Jeff Carter. Now we don't exactly have Jeff Carter to hear from, but we would definitely like to know a little bit more about this. Jared also said, no, I'm just noting this out here. Jared said that when he was asked, you know, did you talk, did you get an, an, uh, uh, an indication of an indi a great indication or whatever it was from the referee. And he said, no, I didn't even talk to the referee. So, um, you know what? Um, I kind of agree with it. I don't think this was accidental because Carter kind of went right through Kale McCarr. But as a Penguins fan, I'll take it. Like, in the end, it's a game. And whatever was not called was not called. But this is something that everybody's got to look at, especially in the league. All right. Time now for the game pucks of the game, game pucks of the game. And we're going to start with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So the first game puck of the game, and we have a we have a few we have a few. We're gonna do two each for the game for game pucks of the game. The first one is going to go to Christopher Letang, one goal, no assists, plus two, five shots on goal, zero penalty minutes for him, seven hits, two blocks, one giveaway, one takeaway. 27 minutes and 21 seconds on the ice. Total. The second game puck recipient is the goaltender, number one, Casey DeSmith. He gave up one goal on 42 on 42 on 42 shots. 42 shots for which were the final tally for the Avalanche. 41 saves were made on, out, out of that one goal given up. And out of 63 minutes played, Casey DeSmith save percentage, 0 0.96, 0 0.976, I should say, 0 0.976. Not bad. Recipients for the Colorado Avalanche, Pavel Francoeurs, 36 saves on 38 shots, two goals given up, 63 minutes played, 0.947 save percentage. I got to give a shake of the game to Pavel, and I'm going to give a shake of the game to the former Penguin, didn't score, didn't get an assist, was minus one. Did not go to the penalty box, 
but had six shots on goal, Evan Rodriguez give it up. Give it up for the former Penguin, Evan Rodriguez. Six, six shots on goal, minus one, zero assists, zero goals, zero penalty minutes, zero blocks, no giveaways, no takeaways, 1950. 19 minutes and 50 seconds total on the ice and two hits for Evan Rodriguez. Two hits for Evan Rodriguez. Okay. Well, that's out of the way. So when we return, we will look ahead to what is coming up on to what is coming up for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Colorado and the Colorado Avalanche we will look ahead to what is coming up for the Avalanche and the Pittsburgh Penguins And we will hear to bring us in. We will hear from Christopher Latang. And we will hear from the Rusty Razor, Brian Russ. We will hear from Brian Rust and Christopher Latang coming out of this break. And we will hear, sorry, and we will look ahead to the next couple of games for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Colorado Avalanche leading up to their next meeting in March. Again, on the 22nd of March, puck drop as we speak is scheduled for 8 p.m. in Denver, Colorado. All right. We'll be right back with Brian Russ, the Rusty Razor. And Christopher Latang. And the look ahead. Plus some interesting news I teased about in the opening of this show. So make sure you stay right where you are because... After this short break, we bring you the look ahead, Tanger, and the Rusty Razor. It's Penguins post game. It's Avs. It's Pens. And we continue right after this. Are you looking for great sports content from media, fans, coaches, and players alike? Check out Sports for Beginners 
with me, Scott McGregor, every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters, so please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please feel free to check us out on our Facebook page at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports dash four dash beginners dash podcast to learn more about upcoming episodes and when they drop. And you can follow me on Twitter at scumagregor3, that is scumagregor3, on, and on Instagram at smc underscore 87 underscore. We will cover all things sports, including the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, OHL, and whatever sport you are into. You name it, we've got it. We may also talk a little bit outside of the sports world. So please, feel free to join us for the ride as our coverage of Sports for Beginners, the podcast continues. This is our first teaser episode. It's our first trailer of the show. And I am your host, Scott McGregor, and I am always glad to be joined by the host of All Over the Map, Ali Musa, and the host of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast, Thomas McGregor, who is also my brother. So, please feel free to join us whenever you get a chance and make this part of your Friday routine. See you around. Second half of the game towards the end of that second period, and that, and then in that third period, I thought we were going to be on our toes, we're in the face, and we are the way we want to play, and uh, play that way. And the confidence was down. It's a big, it's a lot of games here, of course. We're going to be most games against really good teams. We have to find really good games. What's the key to building on this? Um, just uh. Trying to get more of the same in that third period. I think uh, we've been harping on our uh, consistency. I think um, we gotta gotta walk the walk here and put that into motion. When did you feel it kind of split? Your line seemed to start getting real momentum. Yeah, I thought um, we had some really good shifts. I thought we had a couple big penalty kills there in the second. I think our team got a lot of momentum off of that. I think um, after that, I think we had some ozone shifts and um, getting some opportunities, and we just tried to carry it over into the third. Like that, um, I think it's just uh, one of those where you're trying to do everything you can to try and get the puck in the net, and um, I was able to get a lucky bounce. You had that chance at the box, and feel like sort of shift momentum even more in a way there. Um, again, I think it was a Huge penalty kill, and then we got some uh, momentum off of that. I was just trying to get up there, and play. I mean, the game, I was able to get a halfway decent chance at it. And I think um, our team fed off that momentum. Obviously, the crowd got really enjoyed that too. I think um, anytime we can feed off a good crowd, I think that helps our team too. It's only one game, but emotionally, how big was this in the way you guys sort of lived in the second? I think for us to come out of the break, knowing we had to be better, to come out. This kind of win against a really good team. I think it's um, yes. definitely a, a really good stepping stone. I think we gotta learn some good lessons uh, from this. But like I said, consistency is key right now. AC, how do you think about how you play? Uh, phenomenal. That's it. Phenomenal. One word. That's it.
One word, phenomenal. Okay, so we're going to play that again. But uh, that there was the Rusty Razor. Now, when I say the Rusty Razor, I'm talking about Brian Rust. We're going to hear again from him. Just to get the full press conference in. But like I said, that is, you know, that is like, like when you know you have to be better, you got to, um, you got to be phenomenal. And yeah, you know what? That's, that's great. That's great to hear. Okay, so I'm going to set that back up again. And then we'll and then we will hear from Christopher Latang. So once again, as we bring you back with Brian Rust, just to open up our final segment of the show, it is Brian Rust, the Rusty Razor. Here he is post game. Second half of the game towards the end of that second period, and that and then. In the third period, I thought we were going to be around our teams for in the face of York. But the way we want to play, and um, that way, and have that confidence we're going to be down full. I think it's big. It's going to be a lot of games here. Versus, uh, we're going to be most teams against really good teams. We're going to have to find a way to win games. What's the key to building on this? Um, just uh, try to get more of the same in that third period. I think uh, we've been harping on our uh, consistency. I think uh, we got to we got to block the walk here and. and Put that in motion. When did you feel it kind of slipped? Your line seemed to start getting real momentum about that second. That's yeah. I thought um we had some really good shifts. I thought we had a couple big penalty kills there in the second. I think our team got a lot of momentum off of that. I think um after that, I think we had some ozone shifts and um getting some opportunities. Then we just tried to carry it over into third. Scrap like that on the thighs, you know. How worried are you about like sort of just get your stick in the ice, or maybe not put yourself in a position where like go in something like that. I think it's just uh, one of those where you're trying to do everything you can to try and get the puck in the net, and um, I was able to get a lucky bounce. Get that chance. Um, I think it's uh, each time they get up and we got some uh, momentum off of that. I was just trying to get out there that Teddy made a really good play. They have a decent chance at it. I think um, our team. Fed off that one, but I'm obviously the crowd guy really enjoyed that too. I think um, anytime we can get off a good crowd, I think that comes our team too. It's really hard to emotionally how to you guys still in the second. I think for us to come out of the break, knowing we had to be better to come out with this kind of win against a really good team, I think it's um, definitely a really good stepping stone. I think we got to learn some good lessons uh, from this. Like I said, consistency is key right now. You see? Basic value, but uh, phenomenal. That's it. Phenomenal. One word. That's it. Again, phenomenal. Yes. All right. So Brian Rust speaks post game after the twenty after the two to one 
overtime win over the Avalanche. And before we get into, before we get into the look ahead, it's time to hear from Tanger, Christopher Latang. So without further ado, and further delay, rather, because we only have the look ahead to do. Let's hear from number 58 of your Pittsburgh Penguins. But one thing I want to point out before we hear from Mr. Latang. One thing I want to he I want to point out. Christopher Latang had a few things that were noticeable with his overtime winner. So what exactly were they? Well, well, Latang gets another overtime winner. And in his career, he has a couple of overtime winners. And I saw this actually on Twitter as it came out for the Penguins. Christopher Latang. Chris Latang had a couple of interesting things for the Penguins coming out of this game, including his overtime winner. So what what exactly am I get what exactly am I coming on about? Well Well Christopher Latang Well first of all let's just say this Sidney Crosby, with the overtime winner from Latang, has extended his point streak to eight games, which is his longest streak of the season. This overtime goal, overtime winner rather, for Christopher Latang, was his 32nd career overtime point. And that is the most by a defenseman in NHL history.
So congratulations on your 30-second overtime point, Christopher. But let's but let's go but let's go a little deeper here and actually hear from the man himself to get more clarification. He spoke to the media after the game. Congratulations on your 32nd career overtime point. So Christopher Otang has 32 overtime points right now, which is the most by a defenseman in the NHL, in the history of the NHL. So again, congratulations going out to him. And let's hear from him before we really jump into the look ahead. The night was, was outstanding, obviously. Uh, they're, they're pretty dangerous out there. They have so many skilled players with great shots. So um, Casey and the PK were, were great, and they gave us a chance to win the night. Uh, coming out of the All-Star break, what were the big points of emphasis that Coach Sullivan asked you guys, where did you hit, where did you miss from this tonight? You know, cleaning up, uh, attention to details, and play a 60-minute game. Sometimes you won't have uh, your A game, um, whether it's execution or, or stuff like that, but you have to rely on your system and and be um, you know focused to, to accomplish those little details. And uh, they're always going to give your... Your team a chance to win. How much of those? Well, I guess it was sixty-three minutes, roughly, or whatever. Sixty-four. How much of that was a game? I mean, I'm not keeping track of percentage of that, but you know, it's it's a game after the break. It's never pretty. Usually, um, you know, they they came hard at us. They obviously they just they Stanley Cup champion for a reason, and um, you know, at times we carry the play. At times they did. So. Um, but I, I, I thought we didn't we didn't go off page. I thought we stayed uh, you know in our system. We stopped in, in the middle and we defended with five guys. So um, there's good points and obviously uh, we didn't think it was going to be perfect. Either. Sullivan, uh, Mike Sullivan talks with us a lot about sometimes trying to generate offense but just get the puck to the net. Don't make the extra pass. Shoot it on goal. Break it defense down. Don't take advantage of the scramble. Looked like you guys were really playing that way in the latter half of the third period. So not only by design or does it kind of work out that way? I mean obviously we have uh we have a, a lot of talented players. Uh, it's tough to sometimes to tell them what to do. So, you know, they see things that a lot of people don't see and um but you know sometimes when when you're not able to generate offense you want to simplify, you want to put the puck at the net, you're predictable for your teammates. So, um I mean, it's good. Yeah. Did you guys have anything special dollar for McKinnon tonight? I try to rub him off all over the ice, you know, make sure he doesn't get that that speed. Uh, he's so explosive. Uh, it doesn't take much for him to create create separation. And, you know, every time uh, he has the puck, you, you just want to rub him off and make sure you, you kind of slow him down and he's not able to crank up all that speed all over the ice. So, but obviously he's an elite talent. It would be like saying that uh, try to keep sit off the score sheet. It's not gonna happen. No, he's gonna he's gonna be able to find a way to produce. That he is. All right. 
I mean, it's going to be a way to produce for the Penguins. They come out to kick off the second half of the season. On the right note, speaking of the second half of the season, what's up next for the Penguins and the Avalanche? Well, let's start with the Avalanche, shall we? Well, the Avalanche will battle February 9th. So tomorrow they will be in action against the Tampa Bay Lightning at 7 p.m. You could see it on Sportsnet. At 7 p.m., that is when the puck will drop. If it is blacked out, please refer to the radio network of the Please refer to the radio network of the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Florida Panthers battled the Avalanche and Nathan McKinnon at 6 p.m. on on the Saturday at 6 p.m. So Saturday, right before Super Bowl Sunday. At 6 p.m. They will battle at 6 p.m. on February 11th. February 14th, the Avalanche are back at home. And they will meet once again with the Tampa Bay Lightning. 9 o'clock puck drop. And then a 9.30 puck drop on February 15th. 9.30 puck drop between the Avalanche and the Wild. The Lightning and the Avalanche will play their second game on February 14th, and the puck drop is at 9 o'clock. And then at 2 o'clock in St. Louis on February 18th, the Avalanche play the Blues at 2 p.m. in St. Louis. Meanwhile, For the Pittsburgh Penguins, your Pittsburgh Penguins. What's next for them? Well, a back-to-back of late games. They will play on Friday night, February 10th at 10 p.m. on Sportsnet against the Ducks. They the Ducks of Anaheim. I will be listening to these games if I'm able to. And I'm going to get to the news on how the post games are going to work. The LA Kings and the Penguins battle on Saturday night. Capping off a back-to-back for the Penguins at 10.30. See it on Sportsnet Now Premium or listen to it on the radio network of the Pittsburgh Penguins or the LA Kings. Same goes for the Ducks and the Penguins if you can't see it on Sportsnet. 10.30 puck drop for the Kings and the Pens in LA. The Ducks 
battle the pens at 10 p.m. on February the 10th, the Friday. On February the 14th, it's the second of two meetings between the San Jose Sharks and the Pittsburgh Penguins. The final score of the last game was 6-4 to four in favor of the Sharks, sending the Penguins off to sending the Penguins off into the All-Star break. So we'll see what we get on February the 14th. Puck drop is at 10.30. And then we're back to some, some great hockey, not late night hockey, Islanders and the Penguins. From Long Island at 7 p.m. on February 17th. On February the 18th, another back-to-back. They will battle the Devils in Pittsburgh. 5.30 start. All right. So that's what's coming up for the Penguins and the Avalanche. And one thing I will let you guys know is for the Ducks and the Pens and the Kings and Pens, we will not be doing a show for Sports for Beginners' podcast post-game, Penguins post-game, but we will do it for the following back-to-back that the Penguins have following the Sharks game. We will have a back-to-back Penguins post-game following the final scores of the New York Islanders and the New Jersey Devils games next Friday. February the 17th, and Saturday, February the 18th. We may have a post-game show for you Wednesday to recap the game between the Sharks and the Pens on Tuesday next week. That is the 14th of February. And that will be a 10.30 start. So if you're tuning into it, either on Sportsnet or on the radio network, however you can find the game, you definitely don't want to miss it. I think this one's going to be interesting. I think that I think the Sharks game is going to be interesting against the Penguins. Second game. I think it's going to be really interesting. You can catch the Ducks game on Sportsnet. The Sharks game is actually not on Sportsnet. It's going to be on Sportsnet now. If it's allowed there. 
but you can see it, you can listen to it on the radio. 10590X. Lot, lots to look forward to. Lots to look forward to as we continue in our second half of the season, including what we could be covering. All right, speaking of what we could be covering, in the opening of the show, I mentioned that next season, or at some point during this half of the season, I may be doing some pregame shows for the Penguins and other teams that I cover. Or we cover, rather, here on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. So every time you hear a goal horn of a specific hockey team. That means it's time for the pregame show, or it is time for the postgame show, depending on which one you're listening to. For the pregame show for the Penguins, if it's a home game. You will hear radio voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Josh Getzoff, not once, but twice. You'll hear him post-game, get you ready for the game? Recap? And pregame gets you set up for the game. All right, so that's some great stuff. If you're a Seattle hockey fan or a Philadelphia fan, Super Bowl Sunday before they kick off for Super Bowl 57. You are going to want to tune in to Sports for Beginners, the podcast, because we are going to be recapping the game from Philadelphia. Between the Kraken and the Flyers, Seattle and Philly. Sunday, we will have that for you Sunday on the podcast. It may drop on Monday, but Sunday is when I will have a post-game show for you. So if you're a Seattle Kraken hockey fan or a Philadelphia Flyer hockey fan, you definitely want to check this out. 
It's the Kraken. It's the Flyers. And it'll come your way on Sunday. And it'll come your way on Sunday. So make sure that you are subscribed Again, just to make sure you didn't you heard you heard what I said. Sunday is when we will have you covered for Flyers and Kraken. It's the Seattle Kraken and the Philadelphia Flyers on Super Bowl Sunday. Right before Super Bowl 57. between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. So, 1 o'clock Eastern is the game in Philly. And then right after that, probably about 4 o'clock or so, I will be in the studio to bring you Philadelphia and Seattle post game. From Philadelphia, ahead of their next games for the week. Speaking of games that we're going to cover, we've got another Leafs one coming up. We've got another Maple Leaf game coming up that we're going to re- that we're going to cover and that's Wednesday, Wednesday, February 15th when the Chicago Blackhawks Come to Toronto to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the Maple Leafs and the Blackhawks. Wednesday on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Post game. So Seattle and Philly on Sunday right before they kick off Super Bowl 57. And then Blackhawks and Maple Leafs. Wednesday. Lots more to come. 
because the content never really stops coming. And on that note, as we sign off, I am your host, Scott McGregor. And you have just listened And you've just listened to Pittsburgh Penguins Hockey on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Let me just say that again. And you have just listened to Pittsburgh Penguins Hockey on the Sports for Beginners podcast. And I am your host, Scott McGregor saying that it is not goodbye it is until next time and until then penguins fans we will talk to you after the next pens game so long for now and a reminder that that next game will be following san jose And we will have back-to-back post-games following the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islander games next Friday and Saturday night. A reminder of when those games take place for the Penguins, they are not this Friday and Saturday night, the 10th and 11th of February, the 17th and 18th of February is when we will have that for you. So make sure that you're subscribed. We would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. I am Scott McGregor signing off for Penguins postgame. We'll talk to you, Pens fans, after the next Pens game. So long for now. And for Colorado Avalanche fans, Colorado Avalanche fans, If we cover one of your next games, stick around because we could be covering a couple of Avalanche games for the Colorado Avalanche. In due time. So make sure that you're subscribed, whatever team that you cheer for. We would love it if you took a second, again, to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the hockey games on tap today. And I look forward to catching up with you again, hockey fans, on the other side. 
Penguins battled the Ducks and the Kings in a back-to-back this Friday and Saturday night. And meanwhile, the Avalanche get ready, get ready for some battle with the Tampa Bay Lightning. tomorrow so make sure that you're subscribed if we do bring you a final post game after the lightning and the avalanche game go final but with all of that out of the way again i am your host scott mcgregor signing off for penguins post game and the Sports for Beginners podcast. We'll talk to you on the other side. Thank you for tuning in to Sports for Beginners, the podcast with your host, Scott McGregor, for the post-game show slash pre-game show, which always comes before the post-game show. Now remember, fans, follow us on Facebook at our Facebook page, https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports-for-beginners-podcast Send a message to anchor.fm slash scott-mcgregor-sports and follow Scott at scottmcgregor3 on Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. A rating and a review would be nice. But thank you once again for joining us on this podcast for the post-game show. And remember, before the puck drop, before they kick off, before they tip off, before they throw the first pitch, we bring to you the pre-game show on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. <laughs>